This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. We really need to fix that because it says thank you, Mr. DJ. That is terrible. It's outrageous. I've never DJed in my life. And <laughs> I think to genderize the DJ is terrible. When we've it's got... wrong. It's 2015. 2015, man. Come no. on. <laughs> so you delve straight into the pertinent issues. <laughs> um, but yes, you are tuned into uh, what apparently is Sarah Hugh and Doc 2, but two-thirds of the above aren't, aren't here. So it's actually Sarah and John ZD taking care of you until 6pm today on Food Bar Radio. Thank you so much, Sarah, for inviting me down to this. I love Food Bar Radio. I love the fact that we have got no adverts <laughs> and we can talk as much shit as we like. I know, which, that's a that's a dangerous invitation for us, really, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> we're probably a bit safer that Doc isn't here this week. Yes. Because, yeah, like me and Doc just end up going on ta- off on tangents. Man. Often. My sister tangents. was saying we should rename the show We Digress. Yeah. Because it was just pure <laughs> digressing I like I like la- last week. But yes, we do have a jam-packed show for you um, this week. We have guests galore coming in um, to the show. We have two record store owners. Last Saturday was um, International Record Store Day. I like the fact that you have... Um, Record Store Day the the eighteenth of April, and right. then just a couple of days later is four twenty. The international day. weed celebration day. of solidarity for um, weed viewing so, marijuana in a more positive light. So we like music, and we like to talk <laughs> about weed. So it makes sense that they follow each other consequentially. Yeah, you know yes. I mean? so, so so good. Yes, and so we have um, Jim and Ben who own Sacred Grooves, is the brand new record shop in. South London they're going to be joining us we also have later um, a performer from Breaking Convention coming down we have an amazing popper and locker called Yami Lovenberg Um, we know her as Rowdy on the dance scene and she's going to be doing Breaking Convention this year Um, she's done Breaking Convention for the last seven or eight years I must have seen her then at some point definitely seen her yeah gosh we we need to get her to do some uh, uh, she needs to teach me some popping locking move I remember as a kid practicing this for hours in the mirror. That just reminds me of the 80s. (laughs) If you saw what Sarah was doing now, you would never believe she could wave her fingers. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm not surprised because you've been doing that on the turntable for years. So, you know. But you see, this is why I'm a DJ because then I haven't got to do the dancing part. My sister's an amazing dancer, but yeah, I I hide behind the turntables and I haven't got to embarrass myself in that respect. And you're talking to somebody who knows a lot about contemporary dance. And the fact is, you probably are a dancer, but maybe not in the traditional sense. Yes, I'm an introverted dancer. Inside, I'm incredible. (laughs) Inside, I'm like popping. Peoples, like, yeah, Dumb. but like, yeah, in in reality, doesn't really um, work like that. So yeah, no, I would. We need to get like some footage of Yami or something yes. doing us some kind of demonstration, even though the um, listeners won't. <laughs> they'll just be able to. Um, okay. 
hear our re- re- reactions Listeners, to her incredible skills. But you'll be able to check us, us out on Twitter. Um, dot com slash food bar radio um, just trust us yeah. we, we know what we're talking about here and as we scream and shout watching Yami doing her thing just picture it in your mind but we'll it's give you a little link to it fresh to death yes for sure and um, yeah we've got brand new music as well from um, Roots Maneuver ooh I know Roots. see we've been witnessing the fitness for so many years Aww. now I can't wait to hear some fresh Roots stuff man. Yeah. this is great and I think the and whole sounds- world is waiting for it actually yeah for real and it sounds inspired so i'm looking forward um to playing some of that and then um i thought it would only be right on uh today's show to play some gangstar seeing as just the other day was the five years already can you believe that five Five years years. ago that guru passed away guru passed away and and yeah it just really got me thinking about see we often just go off on these hip-hop tangents on this show but really this is a slice of what it's like me just chatting with my mate how our normal kind of conversations go anyway but it really just made me think so much about gangstar and how incredible like their catalogue is and really They have got to go in the top 10 all-time hip-hop yes. greatest groups. Definitely. And, and for agree, me, yeah? <clears throat> well, the hard-to-earn album in particular means a lot to me because in 1994, me, MC Mello and Pogo, we toured all around Europe with Gangstar and J-Ru the Damager. Oh. Um, and, yeah, and we just heard the Hard to Earn album every day, loudly, live, oh for God. five weeks. Do you know what I mean? I um, wish I could have been there for that. It was intense, man. And, and I'll never forget Guru um, saying something to me that stayed with me all my life. Basically, he said, Jonesy, when you want to make an album, please, I beg you, brother, can I have a couple of tracks on it? Dude was going to make beats for my album, man. And he was such a cool dude. Like, out of... Many people that I've met in the music industry and thing, he was genuinely a guy who showed love. Yeah. Like, he was very, you know, I, I hardly knew him, yes. but he was still like, no, when you come to New York, make sure you hit us up. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to hit him up and go, yeah. go to New York, no expectation. Yeah. He fully looked after me and my sisters um, at, out there, like, for days yes. kind of thing. And yes. we, yeah, he was just such a cool dude so i just thought you know we need to kind of acknowledge the greatness and um the, the and gifted unlimited rhymes that are universal do you know what i mean i know so yeah mm. i was just like kind of whoa five years already time is just kind of um flying so yeah i thought i'd play some um gangstar as well i think hey up and we have um guests who have walked into the studio so they'll be joining us shortly but first let's um play a tune um you are tuned into food bar radio we love hearing from you guys zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred is the phone number um you can also email us at tuesday drive at foobarradio.com and twitter foobarradio too um so hit us up so speaking of gangstar let's just say it off like this Certified classic material. Take a rest from Gangstar. Incredible music. Banging. (laughs) Banging, mate. And um, yes, you're tuned into Food Bar Radio with me, Sarah. And my um, guest co-host this week is John ZD of Breaking Convention. You did such a wonderful job as our guest last week that we were just like, no, you need to come back. I greatly appreciate that because I was told that I've got an absolutely amazing face for radio. (laughs) You were told right. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm really happy to be here, you know, so you can all see my beauty. Um, yeah. But also, um, you know, I guess what I really 
love about Fubar Radio is that it's it's uncensored and there's no adverts. And for that reason, I feel that we're not interrupted by BS. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and we're following the natural flow of things. You see, that's why I've always had a love affair with pirate radio mm. because it's just like unadulterated the people's expression. Yes, you know. And yes. so, yeah, I'm, I'm, we, we all love a bit of food bar over here. And every week on the show, Johnsy, we have um, a, f- a couple different things. Like one mm-hmm. is um, taking the piss Tuesday, so we give the listeners of food bar <laughs> the opportunity mm-hmm. to vent something this week that made them say, "Are you taking the piss?" Right. Like for real. Okay. So um, remember later on to hit us up at uh, food bar radio on Twitter. You can email us at tuesdaydrive at foodbarradio.com to let us know what this week made you say are you taking the piss and another feature that we always have uh, well normally it's from Doc is um, no they didn't Listen. oh no they didn't oh my god like no they didn't <laughs> <laughs> are you feeling the funky beats love it love it and what I really like about it is that um, oh no they didn't yes because they did they totally yeah. did. So I'll last, tell you what they did. Yeah, I mean, this week, yesterday was 4.20. For those who don't know what 4.20 is, all these innocent uh, people out there, uh, 4.20 is like what meant to be the international day of um, unity, solidarity amongst them, people who are pro-medical uh, marijuana, pro-decriminalisation of, of weed. Pro-decriminalisation. It's, um, it's a fantastic day. It's been happening for quite a few years now. Um, I think the um, they had one last year which was attended by um, a certain amount. And apparently this year it's risen um, by 50% the amount of people that were there. Oh, what, last year people were in Hyde Park Zoo? Yes, that's right. I see. And, and, and so I didn't even hear that, that people were gathering in Hyde Park last year. Kept it on the low. And, and apparently they've had things like that at Brockwell Park. There was a march once about decriminalisation. And they all ended up in Brockwell Park. And I believe um, three or four people were arrested by police. Um, funny enough, this time, apparently 53 people were arrested by the police. Because um, there was a gathering in Hyde Park. I heard there was gathering. a thousand people in Hyde thousand. Park. There was a thousand people, probably over a thousand people. And I'm imagining that it was probably pretty peaceful. It was, I mean. <laughs> because people aren't starting, starting fights when they're lean, are listen, they? Listen, so. I think, I, I mean, I've heard that when one smokes weed, the last <laughs> thing that they want to do is start fighting. If anything, you probably want to just rest, have a sleep, or maybe <laughs> eat some cake. So, um, so, yes, it was very peaceful. I just so happened to be in the area, so I took a walk <laughs> down to Hyde Park. Um, Hyde spelt. H-I-G-H-E-D Park and um, what was overwhelming for me was just the amount of cool people smiling and there was a cross section of society there you had every single ethnicity that was there you had um, lawyers I saw a doctor that was there as well um, and you had many different types, lots of musicians, creatives and stuff, but lots of students as well. Basically, it was society. Okay. Yeah? Um, but I found it really strange that <clears throat> the police that were all hovering around, you know. How many police were there? Um, they, they, they were in like groups of five, basically. Okay. And then they had um, groups of two officers that would come into the 
the um, the mass mm-hmm. and be striking up conversations with people. So they were chilled. They were relatively chilled. Okay. And then every now and again, they'll just steam in. They'll but they'll steam in, grab a whole bunch of people, and take um, and arrest them. But my Serious? question is, yes, my question is this: How do they decide which of the fa- which fifty three of the thousand were they going to arrest? arrest and I just thought it was a little bit out of order but it'd be really interesting to hear anybody tweet at FUBAR Radio give us your opinion on what it means to actually indulge in medical marijuana recreational marijuana whatever well, I think it's interesting because there's more states in the U.S. that are following um, Colorado and it's uh, medical marijuana is being um, uh, made legal and stuff like this. And to me, I just think it's interesting how it's coinciding with like economic downturn. Because mm. they're suddenly like, OK, dudes, how can we get some extra cash in the pocket? Mm. I don't know. Let's just allow them and we'll just like decriminalize things. And so it's re- I just think there's it's I'm a bit suspicious of yes. where a lot of the laws surrounding um uh yes the, you know the the Ill- Ill- illegality yes. or legality of certain drugs yes. and things like that so i mean i wouldn't even call a plant a well technically it is yeah. a drug isn't it kind of well, but no so i i definitely am curious like what the general consensus people have on legalization yes. but then even beyond that i also just thought about things that you enjoy that have gotten you in trouble or things that you love that have gotten you in trouble so I'm curious to the Food Bar Radio listeners what do you love that has gotten you in trouble maybe it's a woman or a man women can get you in a lot of trouble maybe it's shoes maybe (laughs) it's um, ridiculous amount of cars that you may want to purchase but what do you love that has gotten you in trouble actually speaking of shoes and cars and things I do know a few people who blatantly they're just in debt because they are addicted to like handbags Mm. or something which that's the problem I mean I know um, I used to get in trouble when I was um, a teenager because my parents would tell me you need to go to sleep but Mm. I would be in my bedroom making music and so they'd be like that often got music got me into trouble quite a lot as a um as a kid so it can it could be anything like the passionate weed smokers in Hyde Park some of those 53 people they got into some serious problems didn't they but um yeah so what things who what where when how How? have you gotten into trouble um things that you love that have caused you trouble hit us up at food at tuesday drive at foobarradio.com and uh tweet us at foobarradio and we love hearing your voices zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred we love to hear from you coming up shortly also we have um some special guests about to step into the studio i think um, they're, all, they're, they're almost ready to, to roll. Um, so, yeah, interested to hear. Okay, I've been thinking about it, Sarah. What do I do that gets me into trouble? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I have a real problem um, when it comes to walking down the street and not stepping on the cracks within the pavement. Really? And there's been times where I've been enjoying that, walking down the street, not getting into it, and I'll bump into people, and they'll be like, oh, you need to look where you're going. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but I thought I'd confess to you, Sarah. You have OCD issues like me. I have OCD issues. Mine don't manifest in, like, the cracks of the pavement, but, yeah, I have other kind of OCD issues. Really? Well, tell me about yours. 
I, th- I wash my hands way too much. Oh. <laughs> I don't. When I'm on the tube. Mm. Oh, and speak. Yeah, when I'm on the tube, I definitely don't hold the handle on the tube. Right, gotcha. You know, I've seen people go, achoo, yes. into the hand, then grab the handle. Absolutely. That graces me out. Yes. Door yes. handles, things like that. I can't deal with it. So, what do you do when you're on a packed train and you can't actually stand up? I, I like to use it as like ninja training <laughs> and that's how I deal that I'm like okay how can I not fall over Dope. without having to touch any of this diseased place that I'm in but think speaking yeah no actually I'm going to go back into that when we get into are you taking the <laughs> I guess that overlaps with are you taking the piece totally. section of the show um, a little bit so hit us up Tuesday Drive at foodbarradio.com. We want to hear from you guys. Last night, there was an ill show that happened in London too, which I really wanted to make it out to, but I, I couldn't. And Prime, that's um, Royce yeah. the Five Nine and DJ Premier, they were performing in, uh, well, they were doing a UK tour at the moment, but I wanted wow. to play something brand new from their album before. We have our guests, Ben and Jim from Sacred Grooves. They run a record shop in South London. Step up onto the mic. So, um, First of all, let's play with some of this, but you're listening I to Fubo. It's time to move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> How banging was that? That is super ill. I didn't realise that song was so short, though. Have you heard that new um, Prime album? Prime oh. being Royce the Five Nine and DJ Premier. Have you heard it all? I haven't, man. I haven't. And um, when did it come out? Like, what, just a few weeks ago or something? Okay. Well, I'm... we should ask the record store, guys. They'll have the answers. Because right now we're joined by Jim and Ben, the owners of Sacred Grooves in Peckham, South London. Hey. Hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good. It's lovely All to good. have you guys here. Have you heard the Prime album? No, we only have old records. Yeah, they don't oh. deal with anything that's newer than okay. 1963. No, I knew than that. <laughs> no, oh, you got to deal with the 70s, man. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. I'm big, and the 80s. And some 90s. Right, and some okay. 90s, so strictly good. good but this music. century's just out of the... Kind of, yeah, 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 The 21st yeah. century's are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what, the, the shop is brand new, that's correct. So how yeah. long has Sacred Grooves been open? Uh, for four Saturdays now. We're only open on a Saturday due to uh, financial constrictions. But right. Yeah, four Saturdays and all going well. And how did you come to open a record store? Well, it's just... I've been a really big record collector since I was 10 and Jim's been a collector since I've known him and we both wanted to do something with records and we both buy a lot of records and we both end up with a lot of records that we can't keep so we want to sell them so we just decided to get together and you know it's cool we're like a community thing we're in the back street in Peckham every day we get like 50 people walking past the shop stopping looking at the records in the window and smiling and we get this kind of acceptance in the neighbourhood and people are kind of happy we're there and yeah it's a really good thing so see I'm so pro record shops I feel like they are a meeting point for the community Mm. and Peckham at the moment there's I think there's four or five like small little record shops in near, one near the, the uh, railway station, one in the back of a, a food shop. Really, so, <coughs> I heard. Is it is it right that um, that sales of vinyl has actually risen this year? That's what I heard. Is that yeah. true? That's well, it. I've heard this. I mean, there's. I think people are smaller bands are put, doing limited runs of kind of new records so I think there's because there's an apparently the vinyl record chart has reopened again mm, nice. so I think a lot of these new bands are pressing vinyl and you know maybe some of the older ones but yeah. uh, you know there's definitely something happened but 
whether I don't know if anyone's recording the sales of secondhand vinyl oh, sales, so I don't actually know. Or how if that they have fever for a long time. Yeah, I don't know how that affects us. But, but apparently, last year, uh, vinyl sales reached nearly 10 million copies of vinyl wow. in 2014. That's so that's kind of crazy, isn't it? But why do you think like people still have? Because I think for a long time, people just thought, oh, vinyl, that's redundant. Like, that's on the way out. When, when the mini disc came out, mm. everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is a new shit. I think it's the tactile but, nature of things. And you, you get the whole package, you get 12 inches of something to hold, mm. pictures, artwork. You, you can actually see the, the effort someone's put into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, kind of, you download something off the internet, there's n- never any real contact with mm. the product. The product, which is a really horrible kind of capitalist phrase, but you know what I mean. Mm. I the, know the exactly thing, what you mean. It's just something to hold, and yeah. you know, we live in a world where everything's kind of Disposable. everything's in the ether, and mm. it's kind of it won't last. Mm. And p- possibly in years to come, they might be like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, like people will find music, which all the electricity's gone down. We've we've found these strange bits of. Honestly, if we get a needle and just rest you, you it. can hand yes. crank a turntable. Absolutely, that's yeah. it. But apparently, like this whole century of um, data, like everything being so online, there's a risk that none of this is going to exist in the future. It's yeah. so easy for people to think that this is so concrete. Like yeah. when, when the when the computer platform changes, exactly. Like, Operating Some, something systems, is lost every anything. time. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's why I really, it is true to say vinyl mm. is forever. It's not mm. just on the and It's great, great seeing young people come in. Like, there's a kind of, there's a lot of beards moved into the peck of <laughs> <laughs> A lot of beards, like beards with no body. Like, the beard just walks along on its own. I totally, I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, like it, and kind of that, that, there's a resurgence of interest amongst young people about kind of things that just don't appear on computers anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you did, they they never come up in a recommended list, or they never kind of points you to this. It's something that you you'll only find on a piece of vinyl. So yeah, like real digging as opposed to digital digging. Yeah, 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 yeah. for yeah. real, yeah. for real. Yeah. But I've been so impressed with um, the record store. How seriously people take record store day. Like, because mm. the gathering, I don't know if you've made it down to uh, at Berwick Street, the gathering that they have. No, they're, there. they're shut off the streets and things down there, no, don't they? Yeah, yeah, so I was just even impressed that the council let that run. Have you been down to Records no. today? It's ill. No. Like, so on the 18th of um, like April, carnival. it's mm. literally like a mini Notting Hill carnival. They right. close off Berwick Street, they have a stage, they've got like different sound, s- sound systems outside uh-huh. the different uh, record spots. Lots and of beards. And lots Not of beards. beards. It's like Captain Caveman <laughs> convention. Really? Yeah. As a rule, you have to be there with someone with I'm, a beard. I'm going to turn up with a razor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that person who's cutting off the ponytails. No, no disrespect, because, you know, as a dread, I understand the thing of growing here. But um, so tell me, was it an actual party that was happening there, but only with music? with vinyl is that well, what at record was? Yeah. Store, you mean? Uh, the, the, the Berwick Street thing is yeah and I think it's all over the world on the 18th of April they have mm. these different functions but it's just Berwick Street have been a bit more organised about it and it's like got the council's seal of, of, of approval and everything but I think it's like Sister Ray maybe are involved in actually organising it all and stuff but okay. they had an ill sound system outside uh, Sounds of the Universe mm-hmm. That was a really cool party and so it's at, and then it's just nice to see all the faces yes. out there for Music mm. primarily. Next year, Peckham. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Next year, we're going to take over from Berwick Street. It's going to be all about the Sacred Grooves um, party. But you have brought down a tune to play for us today. So, is this kind of representative of the sorts of. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we this is kind of we opened up. We want to kind of specialize in kind of world grooves, like interesting bits of music from all over the world that people don't get to hear every day. Like mm -hmm. you're not going to get recommended it on a YouTube playlist necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're just looking at the same stuff, we want to kind of. You know that vibe when you, well, maybe you don't, maybe you don't remember how record shops used to be, but, you know, if you, you go in, you hear something play, and you're like, oh, shit, I've got to have that, and you'll pay whatever, you know, I mean, it's not about the money, but it's about, you know, experiencing new tunes and hearing, you know. Curious you know, music. And, and is it the thing about the rarity of it, the fact that can maybe... Can be, I mean, it's just no. about good music, yeah. man, it's just about kind of... Hearing stuff, it can, you know, can even be about good artwork on the cover. The music could be absolutely. terrible, but like you, you, you see the effort yeah. that someone's put into the cover. Yeah, yeah. It, or it even transform like the music. Coloured vinyl and yeah. you know vinyl picture with discs. Picture, picture yeah. discs. Love yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Isaac Hayes. Yeah. you know the fold out Isaac Hayes. Yeah, yeah, that one. The, 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 like the crucifix the, yeah. version. Yeah. Uh, um, but I wanted to just throw this out, guys. Go on, throw it out. Um, as a DJ that travels and stuff like that, I used to work a lot with um, DJ Pogo, mm -hmm. yeah? the mm -hmm. great DJ Pogo. And I used to carry his records. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. And, you know, fortunately it allowed me to develop some like muscle power and stuff. But um, doesn't that get in the way as a traveling DJ? And isn't that something that's actually good about no vinyl? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Please don't, <laughs> don't kill me. But, but in these days of little exercise, probably it's quite good to kind of carry yeah. <laughs> Obesity <laughs> epidemic okay. is taking over the country, so that crushes that. No, that's the one that is probably the best thing about Serato is not having. I used to have callous hands from mm. carrying record crates, yeah. so it's like that's the one good thing is just your your the safety your health and safety issues of yeah. like straining your back or something trying to pick up a, a, a record box. But then when technology doesn't work, mm. it's like the worst thing in the world, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Make you want to like kill yourself. <laughs> So it's like, but whereas that's what's nice with vinyl, you know, what can really go wrong? You press play. Potentially, you, you lose a computer or some kind of computer device. You've lost everything. But it's very difficult to lose more than a couple of boxes of records. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, if anybody jacks, jacks, if someone jacks you, they can't they run. Fit. They They're going to just fit. walk. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> exactly. So no, it is all about celebrating um, the the good quality vinyl music but yes this new so you you bought a lot am i allowed to mention who this record is yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah this is a tune that you um you you've bought to play so this is the kind of beats that ben digs out and that you can find down at sacred grooves in in peckham this is linda tillery anything to tell us about this record no uh, it's just a nice tune you can listen to it when you're driving home um mm -hmm. nice sunny day yeah yes like today so yeah let's do this We'll go. I'm, I'm loving that. Sorry, that's, I'm absolutely loving that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to share this love with the food bar listeners. You're locked into Sarah, guest host John Z D, and we're joined right now by the owners of Sacred Grooves, the super rare, ill, all vinyl, brand new record store in South London, Peckham. Whereabouts exactly is? Can people find you? Uh, in the uh, do you even know your own address? I do. Well, no. find it eventually. <laughs> Ninety-eight Friary Road in Peckham, which is parallel to the the library in Peckham, yep. two, two streets behind, just off Goldsmiths Road. So where do you go? How you, do you, you guys? You, you have to look. You have to look. You got to use your brain and your eyes. How do you guys get your stock? Like, how do you become? Like, how, yeah. How, first of all, how do you, where does the stock come from? 
from various secret sources. Um, I get up very, very early every day and travel around the world looking for records. Do you like this like, low-key answer? Is like it, yeah. not giving away too much yeah, I'm not giving away nothing. It's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, so... I would say it's safe to call yourself a certified beat digger. Hell yeah. yeah. So what does it take to be, like, if someone someone's listening to FUBAR Radio now with dreams and aspirations of being an ill beat digger, what's your advice to them? Give up and leave the records for me. Oh! <laughs> yes, that fighting talk. Wonderful. Just fall back. Fall it's back. mine all mine. Yeah. Learn to get up very early. Yeah, learn to get up very early and learn your shit. But that does crack me up how, um, what's it called, like the... Um, What's the word I'm looking? The competitiveness mm. between like because even you know in like normal record stores like whether that was our price back in the day <laughs> like you know just that competition to get something before the other person yeah. mm-hmm. bought it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, so I'm disappointed now because there was a time where certain DJs would draw certain tunes that nobody else has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it feels like everybody gets Three everything at the same time like no, when it comes to new stuff. But that's where we come in. We are still out there every day looking for stuff that some people don't know. Okay. Sti- we still find records. I still found a, a dope reggae record on mm. Saturday and it wasn't on YouTube. So, nice. the, you know, there is, you can't just go online That's and listen an to That's an accomplishment. It's not on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. No, but you know, the other problem I swear nowadays though is because DJs are so much sheep. Like, because it's all about like, oh, this is hot right now. So you have to play it. Like when you go to, say, a jiggy club, which I try my best to avoid. But nowadays it's like every DJ, there's a list of songs where it's like, I think many of these Mm. DJs who play those clubs, they feel as though they have to play that new Drake tune. They have to play that because it's so hot right now kind Mm. of thing. But you can download people's playlists on the Internet. When we were, you know, I mean, Johnsy will back me up on this. When we were going out clubbing when we were kids. You know, you didn't know what the guy was playing unless you were standing there watching the records yeah. that were going on the turntable, yes. and then half the time you'd still coloured out all yeah. the names on the records yeah. so you couldn't tell. I mean, but that's what I mean. Was it was so thing. much your yeah. signature as a DJ yeah. was part of your your selection made your signature that's kind right. of thing, yeah, totally. and that doesn't exist. Like I think there's people who don't even know that ever existed no. hmm. because hmm. it's like the rules are you've got to play well, so got- and so big. Because that's a big tune right now. You got rappers well, DJing I don't now, follow right? those so, dude, rappers, you know? singers, um, painters, actors, yeah. all thinking. Who do they DJs, think they man. are? It's yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, and the only reason why I say disrespectful is because I know DJs like mm-hmm. proper DJs, and I know the digging that they've done, and I know the technical ability that they've got on the turntables. I know how they know how to mix, mm-hmm. and these things you can't do that if you're an actor. Mm-hmm. You can't. You know what I mean? You need to. Give that proper, proper time, do you know what I mean? And yeah. So it does upset me, man, I'm not going to lie. Because I've never bothered messing with decks. I've got Technics in the house right now and a beautiful mixer, which was actually given to... Well, okay, I purchased it from um, DJ Pogo. Mm. So I feel that they, they're, they're golden for some reason, yeah? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't actually use them, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um um, I think I'm part of that generation. I'm an MC and I never really touch the turntables. I just like listening to music, so mm. I tend not to work with them. Mm. Do you have any advice from me, you free vinyl people? Um, do you think it's worth it or do, shall I just stick to what I'm doing with my iTunes, well, for example? Do you like listening to records? I like listening to music. But do you listen to records? Sometimes and sometimes I listen to MP3s, but it doesn't make that much difference to me personally. So right, right, right. But you have, do you not find the convenience of 
So you have a shelf with your selection on it, and you know that when you want to, you know, play that, you you know, you can just reach for that thing, put it on there. You don't have to log into, you know, your Wi-Fi or you know, I know things are quick, but no, nah, sorry, mate, it doesn't work I've, right there for I've you. I've got playlists on my phone, mate. Well, then <laughs> it's totally up to you. I mean, I. If if something's not online, I can't. You know, if something's not online, I can't listen to it on my phone. And yeah. you know, if there's certain things that I can only find physically, right. I need to have a turntable to play it. Right. So, for me, it's important. But I don't know. Maybe get rid of one of your turntables. Yeah. So Good you, idea. So then, and then get a digital delay. Yeah. So basically, or come just, and sell your sell your turntable. Oh. Come and spend the money in our shop on some some records to play on the one remaining. You know, you know, you know what? I'm coming to Peckham and I'm going to buy some wax. Yeah, she will, she will make that promise. Yeah, I give you ten percent discount. Oh, man. you're a don. Go 20, to 20. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sacred Grooves on ninety eight Friary, Friary Road, Road in Peckham and mention um, the Sarah Hugh and Doc who, who aren't here this week um, show and get a ten percent discount. <laughs> but things that you love this kind of brings me back to things that you love that have gotten you into trouble so yeah I think some people they have a love for music Sarah has a love for discount I'm sure that's yeah I have a love for discounts and for setting people up with discount. no but having a love for music where it's like sometimes you need to know that you shouldn't try to be a DJ and just stand back and appreciate as an audience member but things that music has definitely gotten me into trouble in the past but is there anything like that you we want to hear from you guys as well hit us up on Twitter at Fubar Radio I think you say somebody has emailed in with Ooh, yes. let us know Johnsy what are people saying about things that they love that have gotten them into trouble like the Hyde Park crew yesterday okay so Erica has said alcohol has gotten me into quite a lot of trouble I went through a phase of getting a bit drunk then falling asleep on the train home and ended up miles and miles away oh my god in we, Uxbridge we, or something we got a similar one to that I think Ooh. there's like probably majority of food bar listeners are like yeah alcohol tick <laughs> yeah, I think that probably we all agree that that's gotten it well whether well, I'd say I love alcohol I'd say that's a different well Ro- Rosie in Plasto has got a different take on it when I was younger and used to drink cider in my local park the got me into trouble as it was the cheap one and my hangover made me a bit dazed and confused the next day one time I started crying in boots when they they asked me if I wanted the buy one get one free offer now I drink (laughs) nice wine and I don't have the same problem Rosie and Plaster so so, her love for cider turned her into the Mm. miserable drunk it can't be all about alcohol surely okay here it is (laughs) surely hey guys my body spray gets me in trouble all the time. Oh. Call it the Lynx effect. Oh, but when I have a quick spray, the ladies go wild. My <laughs> girlfriend does not. That's Stephen Lewisham. Stephen Lewisham. You know, I hate the smell of men's deodorant. Particularly I don't know what Lynx. I hate the smell oh. of more. Men's deodorant or BO. So like men's Mixed BO. together. Yeah, the mixed together <laughs> is, is potent. That's yeah, toxic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know whether that's just him who thinks he's smelling fresh. Definitely. Well, no, I guess it, yeah, it's, it's, it is better than the sweaty armpit smell, isn't it? <laughs> but know, he man. loves his links. Yeah. He loves it. Who was that? Sorry, Stephen somewhere, Lewisham yeah. or something. But Jim, what do you love that has gotten you into trouble? Would you say? Politics with the kids all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> love, you love a bit I, of politics. I have to counter-indoctrinate them from the rubbish they get taught at school. Wow. Which, I know, I feel like this is yeah. part of my day-to-day they, 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 got, they get taught a lot of nonsense at school. And 
Yeah, I feel it's my role to kind of... What do you mean? They come back from school saying, like... With with various kind of attitudes and okay. interpretations of events, mainly economic events. And, yeah, yeah. They, they, shut them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give them the <laughs> other view, shall we say. Yeah. yeah. Do they accept the other view, though? No. No, very, very, very <laughs> so rarely. It's but, but it's good to challenge them. It's like they, they need to kind of you know, be stimulated in that area and not just kind of be empty vessels to be poured into. Yes, yes. Yes, Jim's deep, man. <laughs> Go, Jim! I'm feeling it. Ben, I know there must be things that you love that have gotten you into trouble. Coffee. Coffee. Coffee gets me into trouble. How? Yeah. I drink too How much. How does that work? I drink too much. Um, what, and then you're just buzzing? No, kind of, it gets me moving. Yeah. Moving? Yeah, what, okay. do you mean in like a frenetic, excited no, way? In like an internal way. Oh, in an internal way. Gets the bowels moving. I'm always after that extra cup of coffee, but you always, sometimes you just disregard the consequences and you, you have it anyway. How do you disregard the consequences? <laughs> well, it's kind of do you make it, it didn't happen no, or something? No, selective memories, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, Mind over matter. I'm going to enjoy this cup of coffee, even though I know what it's going to do to me later on. I'll just pretend that that doesn't happen. You know? Well, that is quite similar, really, to the people at the 420 celebrations yeah. slash protests at Hyde Park. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, hey, we're risking yeah. criminal records here, yeah. but their love for weed. Yeah, they were just it. like, nah. We're so, yeah, I guess that is quite similar with your um, yeah, love I'm, for... I'm, I'm, um, a, I'm a caffeine junkie. Yes, a caffeine junkie. Many it's caffeine junkies. It's interesting because you come across as really calm and <laughs> relaxed, whereas my sister. So imagine what he's like. Yeah, imagine it's, what yeah. I'm like when I haven't had a cup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asleep. Like asleep. Asleep. Dormant. <laughs> Fully. My, my, like getting my, up at two thirty in the morning to go to Boots House, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. My sister-in-law. Don't name any. I find them on the street. She drinks. My sister-in-law drinks on average six cups of coffee a day. Yeah. And she can do so much in an hour I'm okay. amazed at just how much she can get through in an hour she's just like left right left right up down up down um, so I can see the benefits of yeah, yeah. being high on well, coffee maybe I'm drinking the wrong coffee yeah maybe yeah. I'll, I'll get you in contact with her so <laughs> yeah look it up no but I don't even feel an effect from coffee like a uh, awakeness from caffeine mm. like some people are like oh if I drink a coffee now I'll never sleep yeah. I could drink a coffee and go straight to sleep yeah yeah, so wow. I don't even. Um, <laughs> it has no effect on it. Maybe um, there's other lifestyle choices I'm making that I'll counteract it. That, yeah. um, but yes, um, back to the music. I want to hit. You bought another selection, which I want to know what this goodness is. Akula. It's that uh, the the title is pretty fresh. Oh, I'm liking it already. Woo! Oh yes, I'm in it already, man. Me too. I am literally dancing right now. On some Afrobeat vibe. Is it Afrobeat, would you say? Yeah. Woo! Sickness. Do you know where this record comes from? Yeah, from my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the information you're getting. Via Lagos. <laughs> you're tuned into Food Bar Radio. What things that you love have gotten you into trouble? We want to hear from you. Hit us up at 0330 I wonder what Pete and Pimlico are saying this week. No, but hit us up. And you can also email us at TuesdayDrive at foodbarradio.com. I love that like fake ending, how it felt like it was going to end about seven times before it finally <laughs> ended. That was a jam! And that was courtesy of um, Ben and Jim, the owners of Sacred Grooves, the illest new record shop in London that you need to go check out. And um, 
I think we also have um, some other people who have uh, written to us about things that they love that have gotten them in trouble. This uh, yesterday was 420, which is the international uh, protest or solidarity of um, promoting the the benefits of medical marijuana, etc. And there was um, a protest and happening. Smoking, just, <laughs> just, just cool chilling, just cool chilling. Um, and yeah, in uh, Hyde Park, there was a bunch of people who got arrested because they were doing some kind of demonstration, which John Z witnessed. I witnessed it. I was there just walking around casually didn't realise there was this festival going on nudge nudge <laughs> wink wink innocently <laughs> walking by and and, and, and and you know I I didn't have any illegal substances on me you but I was purely observing you'd finished it right? and, just so, <laughs> and smelling all of this wonderful aroma um, and just being really upset just seeing the police just hanging around arresting people for enjoying themselves and enjoying mm. their company enjoying the plant but that, the levels of dedication where they were prepared to risk arrest yes. to be there so we've been asking you guys what things do you love that have gotten you in trouble I believe um, hey I uh, got something in from Chris I really, really love cars. So far, I have three, and I'm doing them up in my garage. I get into a lot of trouble with my girlfriend for spending more time with my cars than with her. Chris! Bruin. Sort yourself out, geezer! Yeah. Don't do <laughs> <Just> that! Step- <laughs> oh, is this your advice to Chris? Like, yeah, just put your passions aside. Dude, just, just for a moment, dude. Yeah, because uh, R. Kelly sang a song about this, yeah? Oh, Something wow. about Jeeps. Oh, God. Girl, I like you like my See, Jeep. See, that was like some backhanded compliment, man. Dude, it's not good. And Luda's got a, a track on his new album oh, really? where he's talking about that. Guys, don't treat your woman like vehicles. <laughs> don't make them play second fiddle to your vehicles. Now, one of our um, regular callers, Pete, in Pimlico, are you there? Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I want to sing Peter. a little song. Let me sing. Oh, oh. Lize it. Don't criticize it. Advertise it. Yeah. Legalize it, man. Yes. Guan Pete. Uh, do you, do you, do you like how I comfortable should... Pete is nowadays where he's just like telling us how to run the show? Yes. He's like, no, nope, yeah, stop talking. You, you tell, I'll tell you how to do the show, blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, play, play, I hear the jingle. So, Pete, so, but why? Why? Why do you think they should legalize it? Because it's a beautiful thing, brother. I mean, I'm smoking well right now, and it's lovely. I, I'm not out drinking. I'm not out harassing people. I'm not punching. I'm not beating my wife up. I'm yeah. just chilling. Yeah. I'm just chilling with weed. Yeah. And I ain't going to hurt anyone. But if I want to take a drug legally, I have to take one that makes me go violent, blood. I don't want to I want to break the law so I cannot be violent. <laughs> so your motivation is you want to break the law without being violent. This is excellent. I break the law so I don't have to take a drug that makes you violent because the only drug available to us is a drug that is causes is the most murderous drug of all. It it you know the, more people are murdered from drink than any other drug. So the amount that I'm alcohol, the law so I don't have to take that evil drug. The that amount that alcohol. alcohol costs the NHS every year is something like sixty five billion, just all alcohol yeah. related. Uh, and never mind people drink driving. I don't want people. Oh I'm God. scared of drunk people in in the street anyway, who might attack me. You know what I mean? Let you know alone I mean, all the pavement pizza in Shoreditch and places like that where you're having to sidestep. You get a pizza in your face, blood. A hot pizza <laughs> in your face, and you got olives in your eyes. 
<laughs> it's not good, is it? But you know that none of that was happening at Hyde Park yesterday. At what? There were people with like um, glow sticks. Yeah. Glow sticks. <laughs> we had flags. The Babylon. The Babylon. The police. The Babylon was the police, there. The Babylon. They just want to get the figures up. They know. They like weed. They know weed's all right. They just getting. Oh, just get the figures up. They Mate, get it for get free. A, get a yeah, they're just pocketing it. Aren't they? I, I was in Glasgow once. That's why and they went down. Though. We went out with a few friends, and one of them was a copper, and I was like, "What? I'm not hanging out with a copper. He might nick me for just in case I might have something illegal on me." Copper was like, yeah. "What are you talking about? All my friends, they're smoke. all on it themselves when they're up. Like, they're listen, all on it. They're took, up it. Listen, you know, he <laughs> he was smoking weed. He was smoking weed that <laughs> night. A copper. So you know." from Hyde Park it goes to the, the policeman choir exactly yeah no you know what I really think very soon we're going to see all these laws change because there's far too much money to be made I think in like the first month in Colorado like decriminalising uh, weed across the state it was it was like billion, two billion or something I was think made. they need to make more American policemen smoke weed though for real it's true. That no. stops you fighting. That's the perfect thing. For that is a brilliant, brilliant manifesto. You need intravenous cannabis yes. in police cars in America. Brilliant. I love that, dude. Switch you know what? It will change. They will vapes. stop murdering people. You know, and whoever's letting them get away with it, they need to bun too. <laughs> they, need, they need a little piece. <laughs> but no, thank you. So, what about um, for you, Pete, though? What things that you love? So, has, has weed gotten you into trouble before? What things that no, you I love have very, gotten I've you into very, trouble? Very lucky. I mean, I was going to go to the protest, but the trouble with these weed protests is everyone's too stoned to get there, you know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, know yes. you can't be, be fucked to go down the park, man, and put that. You just Chilling, isn't it? So there might have been 10,000 there, but really there's a million people. <laughs> in spirit, them. in spirit, there were 10,000. Well, well, there, there. there was quite a few people. There was definitely over 1,000, probably about 1,500. And everybody, I felt that people went to their dealers on the journey to Hyde Park. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't even think they were stoned before they went there. But I'll tell you something, man. It was peaceful, it was lovely. And Pete, I missed you, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, there's people like me. Mainly the people that go to these things are the jugger people that juggle and travel and <laughs> they go travelling and they ride unicycles that go to these things. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, the people, there's a lot of normal people smoking weed, like the man in the businessman with the glasses and the sword. Well, John Z said know? those people, like, it was a vast cross section of people who were up at Hyde Park yesterday. They were there, bro. Okay, they yeah, were there, the, the bankers. Is they can't make it down, because even if they got the motivation, they lose their way on the map. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Thank you very much, Pete. It's always lovely to hear from you. But every anyone else listening to Food Bar Radio, we, I love hearing you guys' voices and trying to imagine what you look like. Zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred. Hit us up. What things that you love have gotten you into trouble? Now, um, we also have another guest um, coming up very soon, um, and this is um, someone who's going to be taking part in Breaking Convention, which is the event that John Z D organises. Ah, Breaking Convention, the International Festival of Hip Hop, Dance, Theatre, and we are going to have Yami Lovenberg, all aka Rowdy, 
Um, interesting. I, I want to ask her why her name is Rowdy. Okay, so we'll get to, we'll wait for her to get yeah. step into the studio before we get into all of that. But before um, we hear from Yami, I wanted to play something brand new from Roots Maneuver. It's a little while since Woo! we heard some new music from him, so it would be interesting to hear all of your uh, re- reactions to the brand new flavor. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, you are with Sarah Johnsy. Ben, we'd like this is the busiest of studios ever been. <laughs> ben, Jim, and we've got Yami around the corner too, but keep it locked. What is he saying? Hit us up at Food Bar Radio <laughs> on Twitter, 0330-230-200. That was brand new from Roots Maneuver. We reckon maybe wow. it's boat race. Boat, boat race, yeah. um, smoke grease maybe, I don't know. I'm really the worst person in the world to ask about <laughs> lyrics. Like my whole life I thought on um, Michael Jackson, he was saying, keep on to the post office don't stop till you get enough me, my whole family think that that's what the lyrics are so I am not the person to ask but on the line we have Mr. Doc Brown are you there? I am there I'm there it's nice to I'm hear there, your I'm voice because we're, we're missing I've been missing you oh well I'm missing you guys too where you know, are my you? Favorite, yo, you know what I was thinking we should have we should have, just have a weekly thing called like where the fuck is Doc that's a very uh, good idea. But we can interchange not, it with any of me, I'm you, gonna, or you. It's like any hospital I'm gonna in the be world. Back. <laughs> I'm going to be back in June, man. So, what and the there's hell? a lot of interesting uh, travels in between now and then. So maybe we should do it every week. But whereabouts um, in the country I, are you? I, right now, I'm in Hereford. Um, I'm briefly naked, but not for much longer. Ooh. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> there pick. we go. Okay, Send us got, a, an uh, image on Twitter. Twitpic. Are you up for that? Uh, I've basically I'm I'm shooting nights. I'm shooting a horror series, and um, so I'm shooting nights. So I start very late, but I'm sleeping during the day. So this is like breakfast for me. I've just woken up, had a shower. You're just cool, uh, chilling. And yeah, and uh, I start working about eight minutes. Oh, it's a very small window. Yeah, so um, you see, we've been talking, Doc, already on the show about things that you mm. love that get you in trouble. So what, your love of chilling sounds like it could be getting you in trouble today. Yeah, I wish I wish it was chilling that, that, that was the thing that got me in trouble. But um, no, there's, there's, various, there's various antics that have uh, sort of combined to get me in a series of trouble with all sorts of people, including the law. And I, I don't want to get into that on... Uh, on radio, you don't want to expose yourself. For ITV. Mm. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. It's purely wholesome I, 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 professional living that you promote. We'll that afterward. But um, no, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, it's interesting uh, the, 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 the the 420 thing because when you're shooting night, you've basically got your days to yourself. And I'm not used to sleeping during the day <laughs> yet. That's new to me. And the weather is beautiful. I can't describe to you my surroundings. They're spectacular. I know, I'm jealous. I'm craving countryside right now. This is what I have, okay? I've been given my own Georgian townhouse. I have, like, a townhouse apartment with my own garden and conservatory. And it's just flipping beautiful. And you didn't invite me. <laughs> Hating you right now. Listen, everybody is welcome. Like, I could have really? a sick little house party here. I'm going to come um, and bring you some plants. So you guys will come and party at night. Yeah, we'll we'll look out. So yeah, it's quite tricky not to adopt a 420 attitude when you start work (laughs) at like half five in the afternoon. When you're not living a normal life. It's 
very tricky because you know what the sunshine does it just, mm-hmm. it just tempts people out of their shell mm-hmm. so it goes you know hit a beer garden hit a park something like that bring some entertainment be that Doc, liquid I really liquid form or smoke form Doc I really hope that <laughs> you know your character has got Doc bloodshot me. eyes Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that really less help. work for the makeup department. But what, when you say you're going to work in like five minutes, what is going to be happening yeah. when you turn up at work? Okay, so in five minutes, my driver will come and pick me up. And take <laughs> my driver, darling. <laughs> Recognize. Yeah. These these are things that when they're similar to the music business with a rider. Like in in the in the film business, when you sign the contract you check the finer print of what you're going to get in terms of accommodation, mm. in terms of how you're going to be traveling around. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you see a contract that says you've got to get your ass to set on your own accord, then you're a little bit like, hmm, or at that not. rate of pay, I don't know about that. So if the pay is slightly lower, but you get your own driver, then you're like, yeah, I'm still interested, still interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's the situation. Yeah, he's going to drive me in to set. I'll get my makeup done. I actually am dressed a little bit like John ZD on this shoot. I have like these kind of glasses <laughs> and like a big uh, beanie type hat. Restaurant um, hat. Yeah. I want a picture really of a that. Man hat. No, oh, and you're, yeah, other than that, you're naked. It doesn't break my confidence. <laughs> you're saying you're, com- that, you're completely naked. Nice. Send uh, us a picture, uh, Doc, to yeah, twitter.com <laughs> slash foodbar radio. I'm sure there's lots of ladies, maybe men too, <laughs> listening uh, uh, who would love to see hey, that. Hey, listen, come on. Let's not, let's, not, let's, not, uh, let's not take anyone out of the equation in, in terms of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're universal here. We're <laughs> yeah, we're minded. universal. Anyone can when dick you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's lovely to hear your voice, and we're hoping right, maybe back. next week you might even be able to rap about Listen, something for us. Give me a shout every week. I could be definitely could be anywhere. I'm quite excited to, uh, to to just be in touch with you guys. I know Hugh's Hugh's struggling out in Australia not to be a part of it as well. You know, and that, that's the, that that just that's a testament to how great a show I feel like we've built together, even though we've never actually been together. Yeah, um, seriously, like avoiding <laughs> each other. Thing. It's a very... Can I quickly say before I go, actually, no. you know, just, just before I came, <laughs> yeah, go before I came on the line, mm-hmm. you were saying about that Michael Jackson lyric, I once did a, a little hashtag thing on Twitter, where I was just like, I, I, as I realised I'd had a lyric really badly wrong, I think it was a Drake lyric, and I got admonished. Then I asked, like, everybody, come on, everybody's done this. What's your worth? And a girl tweeted me the best thing. She tweeted me um, that she used to think on uh, um, Waiting in Vain, the the Bob Marley classic, Mm -hmm. the line was, uh, uh, We'll share the same room. We're the roof rack over us. <laughs> it's deep. Bob Marley was that. deep, man. Sticking from the heart. It's the roof rack. It's the roof <laughs> rack. Carrying, you know, your holiday goods. But w- once you get these things locked into your mind, though, it's hard to hear it any other way. The roof rack yeah, yeah. over oh, our right. heads. It's the like, roof wow. rack, mate. Yeah, roof. You know I mean? But Marley it makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, it works. Man. He had a small space. Yes. He's got a new girlfriend. Yep. He doesn't want to cram the room with all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah, roof rack. Stick yeah. all the extraneous gear make, up on there. It's, it makes complete make sense. Logic, it's romance, <laughs> it's it's logical deep. romance. 
Well, oh. next week we hope to speak to you again, Doc, and um, maybe That'd normally every week we get uh, the listeners to send their recommendations of things for Doc to rap about because Doc can rap about anything. So I, I don't Most know whether if we get any good uh, recommendations this week, maybe you'll have time to pen something for us. Yes, please. Oh, yeah, for next week and just wrap it down the phone. Yeah. Stop yes. Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why not? The prison album. Yes. Yeah, yeah, listen, why not? Why not? Yeah. I've always got a little bit of downtime. I've never rapped naked before, so that's that's an opportunity for next week. Yeah, You've never rapped naked? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Everybody's rapped naked. That's Even good. non-rappers rap naked. Well, I've, I've definitely spat some genuine naked, but that was a different situation. Oh, yeah. The, the romance in the, the... Anyway, we don't need to know all the... Te- details of your techniques but yes Doc it is absolutely <laughs> lovely to hear from you so yeah if you guys and have you something go. that you want Doc to rap about next week hit us up at Tuesday Drive at foodbarradio.com or Twitter at foodbarradio rap about anything hashtag rap about anything there you, there go. you go big and, respect Doc and coming Take up care, shortly guys. see you later and coming up shortly we have our next guest who is a super talented dancer Yami going to be in the studio but before that Last week, Johnsy wanted to hear this, and I couldn't find it in the system. The technology failed me, but now it's there, so I thought I'd play this record for you. Listen to the lyrics, guys. Important, mate. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what? That's off of the new Kendrick Lamar album. I've got to say, each listen, because I didn't want to get caught up in all the hype, like the week that it's released and it's trending online and everything, and everyone's like, oh my God, this is changing my life. And it's like, uh, props to him and everything, but it's like, I like to take my time and formulate an independent idea. But each listen, I'm liking it more. So props to Kendrick Lamar. And I also rate him how much he's thought outside of the box and hasn't just done like a run-of-the-mill yes. 2015 album. But anyway, yeah, big ups to Kendrick Lamar big and all Kendrick that stuff. And we've been talking about things that you love that um, have gotten you into trouble. We have one more email for you guys. Um, this is Mary from Camden. I am obsessed with internet shopping. As soon as payday comes, I blow all my wages, Ooh. which gets me in trouble when I have to sweet-talk my boyfriend to lend me some money. Danger. That Ugh. is dangerous. Awkward. That is a really bad uh, addiction to have because, yeah, you can get into some serious problems with them kind of but, but a- addiction. I, but I understand, Mary, because I've just found out about eBay. I know it's been around for I know, a long I've time. I've avoided I've never listen, bought anything online. Listen. And my friends are like, are you correct? They're like... Do you understand what century you're living in? I've never bought anything online. It's horrible. Don't start. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, screw that. (laughs) But also, we're buying clothes and things. It's like, I want to touch, feel, try and all that. And my friend's like, oh, it's fine. You just send it back. I haven't got time for that. No time. And then people ain't got no time. Yummy! Yes, Wait, but before we get into chatting to Yummy, we also want to hear from you guys as well, because, of course, each week we do Taking the Piss Tuesday. So you Ah. lot need to think about what this week made you say to yourself, are you taking the piss? You're tuned into Food Bar Radio. Remember, you can hit us up on Twitter. And right now we have our next guest. There's a super talented lady dancer, Yummy, in the studio. What's up? It's lovely (laughs) to have you here. But tell, for for people who have no idea about you or what popping or break it or what if you, who is yummy what is your whole shtiz right well i also go by name rowdy and um yeah i am a hip-hop theater maker creator artist performer uh, lecturer teacher everything that you can find in hip-hop um what do i do i do a locking and popping which is a style that um arrives from uh social um Amer- african-american social dancing in the 60s and 70s 
And from there, we have something called funk styles uh, from the electric boogaloos and the lockers. And um, it's a style that the two different styles, but many people confuse them into one style and it becomes pop locking. And there's no such <laughs> thing as pop locking. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell them. Oh, yes. Preach. Yes, yes. So um, there's two different styles. Popping, you see it a lot on videos, um, you know, um, moving and tensing and releasing your muscles. Locking is basically stopping and, and stopping on points and using um, African social dancers underneath it and and did soul train have do we see that on soul train a lot yeah so soul train obviously was the the first of uh what we call street dance uh kids from the street coming in um just doing styles that was just you know fashion at the time in the in the neighborhood and so uh locking was inspired by these dancers and what happened was that the creator don campbell he um just took these dancers and did it his own way and so he stopped in the movements and created his whole different dance styles, which he called Campbell Locking. And so how did you get into, like, what are your origins in as a professional dancer then? Like, right. how did it become to be a profession? Uh, well, I started, I actually uh, grew up in Sweden, so I started dancing Whereabouts? For, whereabouts? Stockholm, Sweden, yes. Okay. The capital. Stockholm, that's a really interesting city to it, because I've spent quite a bit of time in um, Sweden, but is that, like, in many ways, it's like a, um, what's the word, uh, oxymoron of a place, Stockholm? Because it's like such an affluent place where you have, you know, a high quality of life and all of that. But then at the same time, it's like there's a lot of smackheads out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sweden. <laughs> I love Sweden. I love Sweden. Can I God. just put that out? I have a lot of Swedish friends. I love it. No, but I just always find like that dichotomy. I just find yeah. very interesting. Well, it's actually interesting <laughs> because Sweden, uh, um, as much as it is uh, what it is, it's quite rich quite you know we're always neutral in everything we don't like to offend no one we like to kind of be in the middle um but we have a huge uh, uh you know culture of immigration and you know people that we've taken in many years ago and now it's become second and third generation and we have a huge uh hip-hop culture actually yes and we did a which we, is what's always taken me out to yeah Sweden. and it was actually a, a one of the uh, movies made in about the black panther movement yeah i yes. love that yeah. film what was it? Black Panther and it's um, yes, yeah, the um, Black Power mix. Yeah, Black and yes. uh, Angela Davis on the cover. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was actually made by Swedish uh, Swedish filmmakers. Amazing, you know, and and it was definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, definitely. As you said, amazing documentary about unhidden footage, uh, hidden footage that you know people haven't seen. So you know, there is a huge community of hip hop heads yeah in, in in sweden and mixture of cultures as well which is Completely. partly like i'd say going to sweden i'm always so impressed with um these strikingly beautiful people who it's like when you get the two complete opposite ends right. of like the from aryan blonde blue yeah. eye to like proper african mixed yeah. together is like stunning yeah and so we, have of, like, uh, syrian, we have a lot of syrian we have a lot of kurdish we have a lot of um I would say Latin American because I can't just pick one yes. group, but we have a lot of Latin American as well. So they are obviously like I said, second and third generation now, which is intermixing and we're becoming beautiful mixes all around. So, and yeah. I feel like this all has to play into why there is that rich like hip hop culture in Sweden. Of too. course, yeah, of you course. Think that's fair to say? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, uh, Swedish people always been interested in in something that is not Swedish. 
That's why, we, that's why we love American. We love American culture. When I was young, all we had was Brandy, Moesha, sorry, Moesha uh, Fresh Prince, Martin, uh, you know, or Steve Urkel. We had all of this that influenced the way we spoke, the way we dressed, you know, what came in on TV, all of it. You know, mm. inspired us, and I guess that's maybe what inspired me. Obviously, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan, and and I, I yeah, exactly. And I saw all of that on TV, and I think that what inspired me to dance. And my teacher was from LA. Uh, he was uh, Damon Frost. He's Damon Frost. Yeah. Sorry, you just mentioned the name. <laughs> He's a legend. Um, is it? Did he ever come to London? He back did. in the day, like eighty. Something he did. I mean, he's been here many times. He was also an, a great musician and rapper. So he's he's been in London many times. But he uh, was known as Mr. Rubberman, and he was one of the, I mean, first I guess celebrity dancers that mm. was around. You know, before Salah and everyone. But um, so when you say you had a teacher though, right. and that he was your teacher. What do you mean? As in, like you were going to classes? Yeah. This is just someone in your neighborhood. So like, the first time, the first time I saw Damon was in a dance class. I didn't really want it to go. My friend said, "Oh, you should come," and I said, "Nah, it's not for me." But then I went and I saw Damon dance, and I said, "Oh my god." He dances like the people in the video. <laughs> wow, this, this is, is what I've been looking yes. for. Yes, and it was like it was like seeing the light. It literally was like seeing the light. Oh. And then since that day, I was in every single class. He taught me everything. I was a rubbish dancer, by the way. How old were you at that time? I was 15 years old, so I was quite old. But so I just was, a couple years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just around now. the corner. <laughs> but I was I wasn't a good dancer. I, I wasn't a good dancer. Um, I was always in the back. I was really shy. You know, but he was the one who said, you know what, you got it and you need to be in the front of the class. And I said, no, no. And he would put me in front of the class and he will. And uh, I heard you ask about my name early on and uh, he will put me into battle. We will do battles in class. And I was so shy. I, I was always looking down in the ground and he would hit me on my chin and say, look up, look up. He said, you got it. And I said, I can't, I can't. And he would hit me on the chin. And as soon as he did that, I kind of got the empowerment. So I would start battling everyone in the class, even wow. though I was shit scared and I'll battle everyone and he was like you're the queen of battles <gasps> and that was that was my first name actually and he it. said the queen of battles because I used to win all of the battles I love yeah. it but that kind of got me into this kind of persona which I created where I was really confident to the point where it was almost rude and, uh, <laughs> and it's and, a fine line isn't yeah. it because in many ways that is part of hip hop is like having you know yeah being confident puffing your chest out yeah. sort of thing yes. isn't it but yeah. then yeah I guess there is that fine line between just getting labelled an asshole and just being like yeah props yeah but it's also I think I guess it's for women as well because women we almost have this kind of thing where you know to be dainty you, know, you, you need to you need to calm down you know yeah. shh, don't make too much noise you know mm -hmm. be, don't make be a, a scene of yourself be a polite little yeah. Yes. And I think I was that everything, I, I would try to do everything against it. You know, I was listening to hip hop, you know, I was wearing baggy trousers, you know, woo wear. I don't know if you remember the woo yes. wear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They everything. must have made a mint on the woo wear, didn't they? <laughs> they killed it with the woo wear, didn't they? I know. So I was wearing all that and I was really loud and I was laughing really loud. And, you know, I came here to the, to the UK 2003. Yeah. And everything changed. Yeah, so those were your beginnings. Yeah. So then how did it turn into, like, this was a like, professional operation for you, dancing? So I came here and I thought to myself, I want to be a professional dancer. So I came here and I, just, I, I was just shocked how advanced, in my eyes, uh, UK dance was. Interesting. Yes, because I was advanced in my country. 
But then here, I went to a class and I went to pineapple and oh. <laughs> what, what, what? Spill the beans. What do well, you mean? Oh. I mean, as much as pineapple is great for um, commercial business and for artists going to learn a few dance classes, in terms of hip hop, it's nothing. It's, it's just, it's, in terms it's of, nothing, you know. Can we, can we caption I'm that? Sorry. It's lame. <laughs> and tweet it. And what's deep about it That's is, harsh. That, is that pineapple is in Covent Garden. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Of hip hop were right. there, do you know right. what I mean? So it makes me question did pineapple was pineapple not aware of what was happening on their front doorstep but then don't you after because i've always kind of what i mean you guys are like the authority on this like i'm the just the dj kind of thing but in many because i was always schooled on there's breaking mm-hmm. and then it was only like recently as you had like step up and all that kind of stuff come out <laughs> i love the movement <laughs> yeah no whenever i say that word she said she I doesn't dance yeah i just saw a chest that pop. was a chest pop a, do, do you think the thank you yami knows yes. what dance is i think i know a little bit about dance and you've just done a beautiful chest pop no but it's like it's the rule if you say okay. that that film title you've got to do the step up right to wow. the streets wow. yeah because it's um but no it was like when all them films came out that's when suddenly you started hearing like hip hop dance yes. and like to me that was a very different thing to like like you're saying there were the actual breakers in Covent Garden in the streets mm-hmm. and then yeah there was people doing hip hop dance at Pineapple Yes. and so I mean I wonder how like you guys tell me because maybe I've got the, that all twisted kind of thing mm. but how, what is like the politics of that in your opinion like well, hip hop dance versus breaking and yeah. hip hop culture I think it's, it's very simple um Hip hop is always a growing culture and it's always a street culture. And, and, you know, it can only be a street culture if it was on the street. You know, when you institutionalize dance, it becomes something completely different. And you are in a dance school teaching street dance. The same as in many fields. And this is the issue because I hate the music industry. Yeah. I have zero aspirations of the music industry. But, and what, you know, my dad's always said to me, culture comes from the ground up. Mm-hmm. It never comes from the top down. Like, real right. culture is yeah. generated from the nothing. masses. From nothing. It comes from the masses. Yeah. You know, and that's also the issue that I have with all the gentrification that's going on in the UK at the moment, because that's basically silently killing off real people culture yeah, you know absolutely. and it's like well, we're not going to generate interesting things like London imagine how boring London is potentially going to be in 10 years time when it's, it's like dry. wherever you are in mm. Walthamstow or Brixton or whatever yes. you've got the same coffee shops yes. the same shopping mall yes. which you can find in Nairobi yes. or in Toronto Thank or you. wherever kind of thing so in many ways I feel it's the <clears> same <throat> with hip hop in terms of the music industry you have <clears throat> the rap music thing which is dictated by people who sit at desks yeah. but then we have hip hop where it's like us as a community are mm. ruling this thing yeah. mm. and I think it, and whether you like to go to pineapple or not there's nothing wrong you know the, no, <laughs> yeah we're not meaning to just no, like cut there's nothing wrong there's studios. nothing wrong with going to pineapple at the end of the no. day if you're creating art which is yeah. dance is good yes. you know as long as we always have an art form and flourishing in any way it's good I um, agree but there's many other uh, studios out there that provides certain you know certain classes that it's for certain people. So, in any day, it's not wrong to go to pineapple. <laughs> so then, know. okay, for people who are out there, yeah, okay, well played. <laughs> We're in the clear. Okay, no, so for people who are interested in, because it was interesting even, um, 
it was, like I was always told is breaking. Yeah. But then it was like when it got kind of presented to the mainstream crowd, it was breakdance. Media. Yeah. Media. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, no, it's not yes. breakdance. But obviously the general people wouldn't understand breaking. Breaking yeah. what kind of thing? So <laughs> it's like it needed to be like presented in a more palatable way doesn't it yeah. but if you are someone listening to Fubar Radio now and you're interested in like you want to know properly like how you want to get the proper school in and dance yeah. like and you're saying there are other outlets and places to go how would you say people should connect if they want to learn about dancing or spectate or whatever come to breaking convention <laughs> that's the right answer that's the right answer <laughs> So I you're mean, performing at Breaking Convention? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not performing. I am actually in charge of Tiny Tot Circle, the Tiny Tot, Tot Rock Circle, which um, I love being part of, actually, because it goes back to what I was talking about, inspiring young young minds and, and just really making art flourish you know it's not about how yeah. good you are it's not about you know if you you know you know it from before it's yes. about literally letting kids just go wild and nuts I love and, that and, and it's central to hip hop culture yes. each one teach one yeah. do you know what I mean exactly. everybody who's involved in hip hop teaches everybody yeah. and if you don't then you probably aren't even doing it properly yourself do you know exactly. what I mean? Is that fair exactly. to say? And the unity and having fun aspect. Because I, exactly. I'm d- definitely people in the past have accused me of being a hip hop purist, mm-hmm. but I don't. I really don't care as long as it's like everything is positive and is coming from the heart. Like I think that's the most important articulation, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And you know, the festival is so good in so many different levels because not only do we obviously see the professionals perform, you know, you get the kids doing future elements, you get the tiny ones trying out for the first time, you get parents coming and supporting, you get people that has never seen anything like it ever coming and just seeing it for the first time and falling in love. It's you wonderful. Know, you get, you get uh, artists like me get to meet everyone. It's like a reunion, like this one-year reunion where we all come together and, you know, look at each other's work so it's a great and obviously the addition to the park with the park jam uh, I mean it's is amazing because there we get the older generation yeah you know the people the that has now got yeah that got yeah. kids you know that <laughs> likes to come, bring the kids the to the park can't get a babysitter they can take like it's with them the nappies Freeness. are too expensive yes. so they need to get the nappies <laughs> not the ticket that you know <laughs> yeah and and then you get the outdoor jam you know which is taking it back to the streets. Yeah. You know? And I think that's also, like, a wonderful thing with um, breaking convention. Like, when you think for the little kids going down, like, they're just taking for granted that, oh, yeah, standardly, this is just what you see happening around you, Mm. kind of thing. So it's like they're just being indoctrinated (laughs) with our ideas without even our own agendas, without necessarily um, realising. But, yeah, I just think that having exposure at such a young age to something so true and cool is like of course wonderful when you think how much whackness out there is being yeah. pushed into their minds I mean every day in media we get pushed into certain images certain things that you know is happening certain diversions mm-hmm. for of things and you know, if we can be in media and show more positivity in terms of hip hop culture, mm. we have to. Whatever we can, if it's radio, if it's TV, you know, whatever we can, we need to always make sure we push hip hop uh, positivity. So, you know, you know, and, and it's interesting because for me, um, the whole idea that, oh, hip hop is misogynistic, yeah? For me, the people that practice the art form, yeah? There's loads of women doing it at a high level. I'm sitting with two now, do you know what I mean? And I think it's really important that, that 
that you guys open your voices, which you're doing right now, mm. just to show how important hip hop is for you, rather than people tell you that oh, it's misogynistic. It's nothing to do. You don't get uh, involved. But yeah. that's why I'm interested. That for your opinion, as someone who this is obviously your the big part of your life, like what is the imp- why is dance important? Uh, dance is important. Well, I can only take myself an example. Um, I wasn't great in school. I didn't have a lot of support from home. Um, I had a very troubled kind of background. And for me, dance was the only thing that for, felt right. It felt like it was an outlet where I could be free to create uh, movements and, and, and be myself. And I think dance is important because it, it, it speaks your mind in a fluid fluid way, you know, it speaks your mind. And uh, I know many, many kids that has become a completely different person by having the right teacher, being in the right dance class, being at a, a festival, seeing something for the first time, they, they change. The f- yeah. The first time I remember meeting you, Rowdy, um, it was in the context of a class in Brixton. And what I was really impressed with was that it was other women that you were teaching. And you were very, very clear with them about to cock someone. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> you what? Yeah, okay. You what? Let's, let's explain. Uh, actually, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah? What was you breaking down? Uh, in, in b-boying or break dancing, as I say, in mainstream media, um, a way of kind of dizzing someone or like saying to someone that they're kind of crap is by bringing up how big your phallus is to the other person. <laughs> and just putting it in their face. Putting it in their face and showing them, oh, I'm better than you. Uh, look how big it is. It's so big. I can't even hold it. Oh. <laughs> right? So I have this thing about it. And I think, yeah, that's great. But we have B-girls as well. Um, and, um, you know, I, I used to see girls going, ah, oh, in your face. <laughs> And I'm thinking, but you don't have a... But you see, that's the monkey see, <laughs> monkey do yeah. thing, Yeah, and then I, I was very adamant of going, right, you don't have one, so what would you, inst- what would you do instead? And, you know, it's, it's wrong. You shouldn't try to copy a man thing to do. Find your own identity. Be a strong woman and find something. If you want to diss someone, that's fine, but <laughs> you've got to bring something to or the table. Or be you. Or be you, or just be better. You know, if you if you are better, you don't have to diss no one. Yes. You won't have time because you're better. Yes. Yeah, that's why I've never had to diss anyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't got time for that. I'm too busy. No, no, no I'm trying. Yeah. And it's all, I don't know, I just think that it's a, a positive affirmation that you, you said. Do you know what I mean? Be yourself. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of um, codes within hip hop. There's a lot of uh, moves that are called names and stuff like that. But I think a lot of these moves were created by people, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they called it a name. And I've always Sometimes said, accidentally these things have emerged and then it's become a thing only later down the line. You know, an identifiable yeah. thing necessarily. I mean, breaking was was made by 15-year-old Puerto Rican and black boys. I, I mean, what? It's I, so I, cute I, when yeah. you are... I heard. It, I actually heard it was under ten year old. Well, yeah, there you go. I'm so you're children. gonna get. You're gonna mm-hmm. get. You're gonna get immaturities. You're gonna get. You know, poses <laughs> of Batman and Run DMC and you know. I mean, the spider. You're gonna get poses like that. Freezes. Uh, but you. But we're now evolving, and there's now women involved, and we're not less. We're not more. We're equal. Yeah. So fully. You know. We and we that is gonna, one thing that is ill in the dance scene. Uh, for hip hop is I do feel it is a very level playing field I don't feel that there is a hierarchy going on which I can't necessarily say that that is 
universally agreed within hip hop uh, within DJ circles mm. or even rapping circles mm. you know yeah, like I still think that is still very much like this concept mm. that it's an anomaly you know a novelty to have a female rapper or mm. you know a female DJ kind of thing whereas I don't feel that necessarily with the maybe it's maybe yeah. it's just because I'm less tuned like connected deep entrenched into like the breaking circles or whatever well, but well, I don't feel it I mean, I think that the the scene that breaking convention has developed, I don't think that that's like that. But I would say that the battle scene is still heavily male Oh, definitely focused. still dominate, male dominate. Yeah. Like, women yeah. are still outnumbered by far in every discipline Indeed. in hip-hop, for yeah. sure. But, but Yeah, but I, I think that the, the attitude of the women has changed. Mm. We're no longer suppressed. So, you know, when I went into Trophy. the circle, I was scared because I knew that the outcome would be that there might be hatred against me because I went into the scene. But I went into the circle, but I did it anyway, just to spite them. Whereas now... You know, you, women go into the circle knowing that they're going to get a pat on the back from male, female, or whoever. It don't Aww. matter anymore. So it's, it's, it's different. Their mind has changed. But it's the, the ratio of people... Uh, is yeah. more, more men of course yeah you know? and that's that's inevitable really in many ways can I just say I love you Yummy oh, I think you. it's wonderful <laughs> what you're doing you know because it takes someone with big balls <laughs> to step up to the circle like that <laughs> and you've got <laughs> so, real big ones no, no it takes honest. courage yes no but it takes courage to step onto any kind of platform in yeah. any medium you know what I mean and like pre- pre- perform is not something that necessarily mm. everybody has so I just think you there's added challenges Challenges that you, mm. you face too. Now, in my family, my mum was a professional dancer. My sister's incredible um, dancer too. So I think in many and ways... And you, because... Yeah, hey. oh, you, yeah, you saw, saw my chest hey. ah, <laughs> But um, I think I always kind of shied away from dance because they were such incredible dancers. And so, may, and that's also maybe why... Well, no, I've always just had an obsession with collecting music and produ- production and things like that. So for me, it was natural to kind of hide behind a set of turntables mm. and um, not try and be the, the dancer. So I want... Is there a... a so I, I would never put myself up there as being that ill uh. dancer of any description. But I want you to like teach me some kind of. I, okay, I've got the chest. Well, you got the chest box. <laughs> I wish yeah. you could see on camera oh, this, this chest box. How guys. weak this chest box. You got the chest box. I know you got the wave. Uh, okay, I've got, yep, I've got, you got that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, that's weak. That that's wave weak. was like Atlantic. <laughs> oh, no, wait. oh wait, the other one is the. Oh that yeah. One. Oh, the dead arm. I've got the that dead one. arm. And it hit in your head. <laughs> hit it in your head. Oh, bring yeah. it. Bring it down. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I've got all the gimmick. Yeah, but you know what? You don't need anything more in energy. No, I'm just killing it. Exactly. So breaking convention, watch out. Yes. All you male breakers yeah, out there. Sarah, Sarah come Love's going to kill you, man. She's coming for you. You know there's a cipher, right? There's a fla- an adult cipher, so you, you, you better bring it. You better bring it. Come chest correct. pops galore. Come <laughs> correct. Strictly chest pops. No, I, that would fully be taking the piss. And speaking of taking the piss, oh. uh, we have a weekly feature on this show, Yummy, um, called Taking the Piss Tuesdays, where this is basically the chance where our listeners get to vent about things that have ha- that have happened, maybe witnessed, or just gripes they've had this week that really made them say, Grind are you taking here. the piss? Yeah. <laughs> You're familiar with the term, taking the piss? Uh, yes, I am fami- familiar. Like I said, in America, they say, grind your gear. 
Oh, oh yeah, grind your gears. Grind your gears. That's not as cool as saying taking the taking piss. Taking the piss is way cooler. I know, but it's so hilarious if you say take are you taking the piss to Americans. They're like, no, I don't need the bathroom. You know, they're very because they don't understand the Do not extract my urine, please. It was interesting actually. I was talking to an American lady yesterday, and and I said, yeah, that's wicked, and she laughed at me. She said, oh my god, you saw Boston. Boston. But Boston. it's because Boston <laughs> is kind of like Americans being a bit English. English, oh, of course. The well, their accent is like a little more anglicized. Right. It? Let me not offend anyone. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. We have offended well. everyone in this show so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we strive to do each week. We're getting a lawsuit so. from Pineapple Studios. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can't guarantee you'll be yeah. invited back, Yummy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I love you. But um, yeah, so taking the piss, Chito. So I want to hear from the Food Bar Radio listeners um, what things this week to, this week have made you say, are you taking the piss? And Yami might have something to contribute. But before right. we get into that, I've got um, a tune for us. Have you heard of this dude, Shaka? No. Okay, tell me how you're feeling. So it's like a little bit favour. You're tuned into Food by Radio. Hit us up, 0330 Brand new UK music. A young man called Shaka, that's called Say Nada. You're tuned into Food Bar Radio. Yes, Food Bar Radio with myself, Sarah, and we're joined by Yami. Oh, and Johnsy, my guest co host this week, <laughs> seeing as I've been abandoned by um, Doc and Hugh. I'm um, Doc today, I'm the Doc and the Hugh. Yes, but Sing we also James. have our guest with us, Yami, the super talented, ill lady dancer, killing it for us in that. I mean, I was just doing chest pops throughout that whole <laughs> last whole track. Tune, it was just all pure of us chest popping. There was, there was, there was <laughs> that a was an ill chest pop battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that, a chest pop battle. Yeah, right. But right. no, but Food Bar Radio listeners, you should know by now, every Tuesday we ask you what this week has made you say... Are you taking the piss? Because we all encounter these different things, right? Okay, the email is Tuesdaydrive at foodbarradio.com. Tweet us at foodbarradio. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you on the phone too, 0330 Now, for me, this might make me sound like a t- I love children. Uh I love children. (laughs) Anyone who knows me knows how maternal I am. They're like, you've been maternal since the first day I met you when you were like five or Uh something. uh So I love kids, okay? But I don't really... Tell me if I'm just totally out of order for saying this. But I don't really fully understand... You know when you're on public transport, like if you're on the tube or you're on the bus and it's packed, so there's limited seats, Uh but then people let little kids sit down before the yes. adult sits down oh. are you taking the piss yes. are you taking the piss are you like, taking the piss I don't know maybe it's just how I was raised where mm. our parents were like more on that tip of kids need to play their position and know yeah. when they're being yeah. <laughs> the adults go first but you know it really bugs me when it like for a kid that's fun to be thrown around on a bus stand, stand up, up and stand up but for me I think that kind of takes the piss when it's like there's uh, older people mm. who really in the hierarchy of things they should get the seat is that out of order it's no. Li- no it's a liberty them you am I out of order they've got young, is that, I'm, no, okay. they've got young legs <laughs> young I mean? legs they're, they're excitable you know what I mean they haven't had a nine to five that they've just come back from or a dodgy I mean? knee or a dodgy knee yeah you know or know I mean? like exactly. medical ailments anything like that so for me when I see that happening I'm just like are you taking the piss I think it's a bit of a liberty <laughs> and adults that should be offered seats first so I want to know food bar radio listeners hit me up what this week made you say are you taking the piss yummy was there anything in this recently well I, 
I would say mine is a little bit more political. Go, 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 go. We're troublemakers here, yeah. Well, I'm not going to go into Yes, I'm not going to go into deep with it, but Katie Hopkins. You know what? No, I've made a ban on even saying her name. All right. But that woman is dangerous. Can we just be a nasty person? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Or no, let's just call her. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Said that. Uh, immigrants, obviously, on the boats that is capsizing right now in the seas uh, are cockroaches. And that, um, you know, they should just take them back to the shores. But do you know what I think the worst thing about it is that to her, it's just like amusement. Like she thinks, oh, this will get loads of attention yeah. on Twitter. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is just appalling. Like, you know, yeah. I believe in the power of love and it's all about spreading that energy, you yes. know. And it's just outrageous in 2015. There is someone existing who thinks that that's appropriate. And I think it's out. The, the editor of The Sun, the newspaper yes. that she writes for, they need to be taken to task Absolutely. because that is, should not be. I just think it's just disgraceful and she's fully that that's just that shouldn't even be part of are you taking the piss that should be (laughs) do you need a box (laughs) I don't promote violence (laughs) I don't promote violence exactly but yeah she she is is fully taking the piss so I'm fully backing you it's it's quite yeah it's quite deep it's quite I mean she uh, the fact that she's even allowed to open her mouth is actually quite shocking and we're like you said we are in a place in time and world where so much stuff is going around that, that it's shocking that she is but speaking. With the program. And she's, she's almost like a caricature of herself, you know. It's just content. You know what I think with her? She obviously inside has issues and she genu- mm. probably hates herself and this is the only way she knows how to vocalise is projecting, you know, to create a distraction from so no one notices yeah. the things that she's insecure about. So I actually feel sorry for her because her existence must be... Because when you ha- feel love in your heart yeah. and you feel joy yeah. and inspired by something like springtime yes. or children's laughter, yeah. you're not going to have time to talk about that. Alright, so let me give you a new one then. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just because that didn't really kind of fit into the profile. Well, right. You know when you come home and you got food in your house and you've been thinking about that food all day long, yeah. <laughs> and someone has eaten that food. Are you taking the piss? Yes, they are taking the piss. That is liberties. Liberties. Burties. No, but do you know what's also dangerous about that? That's the kind of thing where, listen, I'm someone where I'm not the same if I haven't had my dinner, okay? And I cannot be taken, you know, you know I cannot You're be hungry. held responsible for my <laughs> actions if I haven't had my dinner. So not eaten. You, at your own risk, do the you reason, eat my food? The reason why your larynx has just been ripped out is because I'm hungry. Exactly. Thank you hangry. very much. Hangry. Hangry. Okay, well, Look, Naomi. We have listen, Food Bar Radio listeners, I love hearing from you. What, Naomi? Where's, she, where's Naomi at? Naomi from Fulham. She said, <laughs> someone brought fish in for their lunch and now is stinking out the office. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> Oi. Are you taking the piss? I think You know what? Uh, if you're someone who doesn't eat fish, that is pretty intense. It's intense, man. You know um, when you were talking earlier on about uh, lyrics, getting lyrics wrong? That's now, my middle I, name. No, sh- Sarah shockingly, getting lyrics wrong, love. Shockingly, in the Michael Jackson, uh, Gotta Start Something, uh-huh. he sings, you're a vegetable. Yeah, he yeah. totally sings vegetable. I, I was like, there's no way he's singing this. <laughs> and there was a bet, and uh, me and my friend was Googling it up. And it's like, buffet. You're a vegetable. <laughs> you're a vegetable. Hey, Shocking. Shocking. You outraged. You are disgusting. I was outraged. I'm thinking, <laughs> here I am. Yummy's harsh, man. I know. Okay, Alexa from Beckenham. Yeah. 
When I was on the train to work this morning, some huge guy came and sat right next to me and I was completely squished for the entire journey. <laughs> Are you taking the piss? She's just like, listen, okay. right, I didn't get to tell him about himself, but he, the whole nation can hear about it. No, I know. Sometimes it, it but hey, man, he's he's entitled to a seat too. He's, he exactly. Needs to sit down. No, but I feel your pain. What was the lady's name? Um, the I feel lovely your pain. Yeah, name look, I, I, we, Alexa I, I'm backing Becky. you in that. Every person's voice here counts. Yeah. Can but, I also? But English people are very, very <laughs> about their space. You know. So first in, you're taking down Pineapple yes. Studios. Now you're going to address English people. <laughs> Come on, Yami. Uh-oh, no, no, uh-oh. no. I'm joking. joking. <laughs> Yes, no, it's about boundaries. Yeah, they like their space. You especially know? in London. Yeah. Because we're and short Especially on space. in the summer. Summer, <laughs> there's some, some dodgy <laughs> armpits going on there. And when you're my height, five foot four, you're, you're just, just at the right height. Yes. You're at the right height. Yeah. Well, talking of which, um, there's one more. Um, some man on my train this morning made me so vexed as he had his shoes off and his nasty feet all over the seat. I felt sick. Are you taking the piss? No, that was I, Mary and Cobham. Mary, I fully back you because when I see an adult or a child, same mm-hmm. way, a child, I don't care. When I see an adult with their feet on the seat on public transport, I'm just like, what planet are you on? Like, this is a pub public. We are all entitled to not sit in your shoes that have yes. trodden dog shit. Absolutely. You know, like, come on. Yes. That's just, I don't even understand the thinking behind it. I hate that. I think we've got, you know, and can I also say this week, I was away on tour over this last week. That's why it feels like a month ago since I was last here, even though it's only a week. But I've been right. all over the country in the last few days. Right. Got home to find a note from UKIP rep- rep- who's running to represent UKIP right. in uh, Haringey black dude <gasps> had come and visited our house to to kind of you know get his our support to vote UKIP wow. and I was just like are you I was really hoping he was going to come back so I could just give him a piece of my mind but fully are you taking the piss and then I felt really terrible when the guy from the VSO collecting money for charity but he had like a purple outfit on so through the door I thought it was the black guy from UKIP again (laughs) so I went to the door like ready to tear him off a piece and I was like oh sorry dude you're mistaken he's actually you're not the first person on this trip please mistook me for this other guy yeah VSO what a great um, (laughs) institution confused for UKIP but yes that's um, Are You Taking the Piss Tuesdays and Johnsy I haven't heard you vent about anything that you felt saying um, you know I've just had a really lovely week I'm not going to lie uh, so let well, me I thought the poli- police were taking the piss a little bit arresting random people at, in Hyde okay. Park we've got 20 seconds alright then the police <laughs> were taking the piss yes yeah? don't arrest people for just chilling and doing some lovely stuff and eating. sharing eating and eating and you know just they're using... boosting the economy by right. buying biscuits and chocolates <laughs> and things like that thank you so much make sure you tune in next week to the Tuesday Drive peace Two.